1: This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and, of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan.
2: Hello here, and welcome to another edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Stitt, Robin Washett. later will be joined by Abby Barmore, um, as we get you through uh, the next hour, uh, as a lot going on around the world of college football, around the world of, of Husker football. Um, coaches on the road, they got on the road last Friday. Um, transfer portal opened Monday, and that's where we kind of lead things off, guys, with opening headlines. It was a very quiet portal Monday in Lincoln. In fact, only one scholarship player over the first two days of it opening had put their name in the transfer portal And and that was tied in slash former linebacker. Uh, Now I'm blanking on his name. Um, Applegate. Jake Applegate. How am I blanking on his name? Jake Applegate. Uh, (laughs) Come on, Sean. Put his name in the portal this week. Snap to it. My my mind is thinking too many things. Uh, So that alone got my attention, guys. A very quiet portal Monday. We kind of thought that was going to be the case. But about 1,100 players went in the portal on the first day. Only one from Nebraska.
3: As of 9 p.m. yesterday, 1,183 players have gone in, mm. football players, on from Monday. the FBS. Just That's just pure FBS. And so, yeah, one, but only one from Nebraska. And we and we have said, I think on previous shows, that we don't expect a lot of Nebraska players to go into the portal, right, Sean? No, I,
2: I think um, Matt Rule kind of painted that picture already, that it was going to be a fairly quiet run. And, um, now because, they are, they, because? Well, because the players like where things are at. I think they're well taken care of in the framework of what they're doing. And I, I think that's what Nebraska has done a good job of. I mean, they, they've structured their NIL um, where, you know, every player on this roster I think is taken care of to some extent. Um, and when you have a, a happy culture within your locker room, you, you're not, you're not going to have like, a lot of guys moving for, for different reasons. And I, I think they've done a good job of that. They've got some of these guys to come back, like Ty Robinson and Nash Huttmacher. We still don't know about Isaac Gifford. Um, But they've done a really good job. Bryce Benhart probably coming back.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, though, there's going to be attrition. There's always attrition, and especially as they make additions over the course of this portal cycle, that's going to phase some guys out, and guys are going to see the writing on the wall, and they're going to move on. So just because it hasn't been the flurry, especially compared to last year where it was just (laughs) unreal, uh, the stability is nice. But there, there will be some, and it's just a matter of, how big of dominoes end up leaving. Like right. are, are there going to be significant names right. that hit the portal, like an Ernest Hausman last year oh, or, or the unexpected guys ago? that Casey Rod you're planning on being a key part of your lineup? I mean, that, that happens. It happens every year. It's just a matter of how much can you limit those significant
3: pieces from, from moving on. Jake Applegate it was in a tight end room that had Thomas Fedoni, Nate Borkutcher, and Luke Lindenmeyer at the top. So – and then they're adding is it? Carter Nelson, yeah. Eric Ingerson, and
2: Ian Flint. Right. And potentially like Keelan uh, Smith. Smith can yeah. be a tight end.
3: Yeah. And and there's a hyphen named Ismail Smith Ismail Flores. Ismail Smith Flores yeah. is a tight end, a I freshman, true just, freshman. He's so. reeled off seven names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it may it made sense to me Applegate jumping in. It did. From that standpoint. He's in a loaded room. And there's three guys clearly ahead of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, just three right off the top of your head. Fedoni, Borkutcher, and Lindenmeyer ahead of Well, me. and they all have their own roles. I mean, Lindenmeyer is kind of carved
2: into like a back fullback form. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Borkutcher is kind of that solid number two. Fedoni's is their one. And I think a Carter Nelson or somebody like that could push next year. And Oh, yeah. And, you know, just like a Malachi Coleman or Jalen Lloyd Absolutely. did this year. I mean, they're, they're going to find a way. Yeah. And that's one thing this staff did a really good job of last year. They, they got... You know, 12 of the 27 freshmen on the field last year, Mm -hmm. the scholarship true freshmen. so And they
0: preserved a lot of red shirts, too, of guys that were right on that brink. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, the other storyline here in opening headlines, guys, is portal additions. And, you know, the last couple of years, it's been wild. I mean, I think about last year alone in January and December, Nebraska hosted 47 official visitors in two months. Hmm. And a lot of those were portal guys, and a lot of them were high school guys. <laughs> uh, Wait a second, January and February? No, fe- December and January.
3: Janu- December. And you can't host visitors in February. Okay, forty-seven sent Sean to the hospital almost. Yeah, you um, too, by the way. Yeah, but forty-seven right. visitors <laughs> he um, hanging on by thr- a <laughs> right.
2: and, and that was really five weekends. Yeah, it was crazy. Remember, I mean, it was like five of the most jam-packed. I'll, I'll never forget how busy it was last year. I mean, I was at. My dad, they go to Arizona, so they always celebrate their Christmas before Christmas. And it was on like one of those Sundays, and I had a work. I worked in the guest bedroom, great, the entire time. Great. my Dad's house, just because yeah. you know Marco Ortiz was committing, and you know, like. <laughs> ended up being a pretty good long snapper <laughs> yeah, by the be, way. No problems there. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about it. it's the only time we've talked about it on the show all right. year. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was a wild day and a wild time, and but this year won't be that way. I mean, I think when you look at the portal. There's one priority,
3: Steve Sippel, and we all know what that is. Yeah, the quarterback position, and they're, and they're rolling. I mean, they they visited. They uh, Marcus Satterfield, the offensive coordinator, visited Sam Levitt, so it had been Monday night or Monday afternoon, left Monday night. Um, we talked to Levitt right. I mean, it was right after Satterfield left. Um, so Levitt is intriguing to me. Also, they're looking at Drew Shapen, a Baylor quarterback who's an older quarterback, Levitt has four years. Blake Shapin. yeah, okay, I'm, yeah, I call him Drew. Blake Shapen has one year left. He's the older guy. Levitt's the younger guy. Did They're, not play for Matt Rule at Baylor, by the way. Did not. Um, he he committed to Baylor in
2: February of Blake. twenty. Blake Shapen yeah. did, but Vince Ginta would have been there. Corey okay. Campbell would have been okay. there. I mean, there, there's definitely some connections to Blake Chapin on this staff. I mean, with Ginta being the main personnel player for Dave Aranda at mm-hmm. Baylor back then.
3: Yeah, they're, and they're similar. Th- those guys, Levitt and Chafin, are similar in the way they play. Not similar in age. One's a young guy, one's an old guy, but they're similar. They're similar guys. in The way they play, they can both. You know, they 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 both remind me of Purdy. They really do. They they can run, not quite not as fast as Chuba, but they're runners. They're they're kind of you know what, they're just kind of gritty, tough guys that can move the ball down the field. Both have talent. Levitt, I really like Levitt. I mean, I I think people have picked up on that. I really like him. He's got a lot of talent, a lot
2: of arm talent. Well, he was poised to be Michigan State's starter if a coaching change wasn't
3: going to happen. Well, what happened was Jonathan Smith took over at Michigan State, and Jonathan Smith was at Oregon State and didn't recruit Sam Levitt even though Levitt was a four-star player at West Lynn High School, which is a suburb of Portland. Good, great, he was a very good quarterback, state championship quarterback. Oregon High School Player of the Year. Yeah, Gatorade High School Player of the Year. And Jonathan Smith didn't show him the time of day, so Levitt said, I'm not going to play for him. And he's very adamant about it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to play for him. So he's out, and he's looking. He, he's going to visit Utah and Nebraska and probably a few others.
0: There's a name you didn't mention that has links to Nebraska. Kyle McCord. <laughs>
2: For a well, while, State Will yes.
3: Howard too. Will Howard. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've, pretty high profile know, we've, we
2: pretty high-profile guys. Yeah, we we our Kansas State online site um, with on three reported that Nebraska um, has had talks with Will Howard um, among other teams. I mean, several teams have had talks with Will Howard, but yeah, the new, the new topic. And you know, if if you like to play this game in December, uh, where you track flights, I mean, the same plane that went to see Sam Levitt flew to Waco. The next morning to presumably see Blake Shapen on Tuesday, Shapen. and then it's going to go from Waco to Columbus, Ohio, which we believe presumably to see Kyle
3: McCord. It's presumably. I mean, we but don't know that one. We know Shapen. It makes it makes too much sense, but yeah, we don't have confirmation. We have we pretty much have confirmation on shaping though. I mean, pretty much. I mean, we feel good about that one. McCord. Hey, it's we're just kind of a
0: lot of tea leaves being read. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> It'd be kinda of interesting for sure if it's McCord. One year guy,
2: he's got he's played three years, never redshirted, because he played in five games, I believe, his freshman year. So um he's a two to play one theoretically. He could redshirt somewhere, but
3: um Kyle McCord won eleven games. Yeah, he was eleven and one for Ohio State and I, I mean I watched him tw- well, three times. I watched a Penn State game and then I watched the Michigan Ohio State game twice, so I've seen a lot of him. He's different than these other guys that we're talking about, Sam Levin mm-hmm. and Blake Shapin, in that he doesn't run. I mean, he's not a runner. He's he's pretty pure drop back guy. He doesn't have that kind of speed. Am I getting Shapen right? Yeah, I, I can see this awkward pause every time you say Shapen's yeah, name. Yeah, I, I want to say Shapen for some reason. Shapen. It's like you've. It's like Mike Schaefer. with you're adding yeah. like a schaefer in or something. Yeah. Anyway, McCord's Shapin. different. In. I mean McCord was a five star player in high school. what did you say Sean? fourth mm-hmm. fourth rated in his class?
2: Yeah uh, he was right. He was right below like Caleb Williams Caleb uh, Williams and then you had Quinn Ewers in there yeah. Drake May he was ahead of Drake May. I mean yeah he mm. was I mean, he's in a, an elite company of quarterbacks
3: yeah and he's good he's but he followed he followed Stroud and who was the who's the other Ohio State quarterback? He followed Stroud and two first round picks. Um. Well, Fields. Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields. Fields. Good job, Sean. You rescued me. He followed Fields and Stroud, so he didn't quite look like you, the guy they've had recently. Mm-hmm. I like him. He but was like the uh,
2: he's like Mike Grant or something. At yeah. He just yeah. Like won games, but wasn't enough for the fan base. No, then, no he wasn't. Then they brought in Tommy Frazier, and yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like that's what's going to happen to him at Ohio State. He, he won every game because their talent is so elite, other than the game that matters.
3: Yeah. I mean. And so he threw two picks in a game that matters. Yep. I mean, that's the thing.
2: Yep. So, for
0: what it's worth, looking at the current 2024 on three okay. transfer portal quarterback rankings, Will Howard is third. Kyle McCord is sixth, and who's the other guy? Shapen. Shapen. Shapin. <laughs> well, I, up. I think <laughs> you just butchered Blake. Blake Shapen. Shapen. All right. Uh, <laughs> he awkward. is. So 28 is uh, Sam Levitt. And then Shapin's a bit ahead of him. Oh, yeah, he's 20th. Okay. So Blake Shapin, 20th. Levitt is 28th. Okay. All right. Just behind Ethan Kaliak-Manus from Minnesota. Yeah, I All encourage
3: right. people to watch their video. They're, they're interesting quarterbacks to me. They're, they're good arm talent, and they can run. They're not runners, but they can run.
2: All right. Let's pick up this conversation on the portal and quarterbacks. We'll have more thoughts on this uh, next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. built for us.
1: You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on Husker Online. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin
2: Washett, talking transfer portal, talking silly season quarterbacks and more. Uh, But before we get to that, this segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by our friends at Caldera Lab. Uh, If you're not familiar with Caldera Lab, it's a men's skin care product uh, super easy to use, twice a day, 30 seconds in the morning, 30 seconds in the evening. 94% of men have seen overall improvement to look younger using Caldera Lab. And you just feel better. You feel fresh. Been using it all football season now. Love the product. I've, in fact, reordered, um, and, and I'm on my next round of it. So uh, I encourage you to check it out. And we've got a great deal for our listeners and users here. Uh, just go to caldera com to receive 20% off. Use promo code Husker. That's promo code Husker at Calderalab.com. Thanks again to Caldera lab for sponsoring us here on the Husker online show. Okay. Let's get back into the discussion with quarterbacks because I do think there's also a debate. Should they take two? Can mm. they take two? If you take two, do you really have one? Cause I do think if you're, trying to get two is it hard to get a really really good guy here if if you if you're getting another guy with him mm-hmm. or are they just solely trying to get one i mean i i i, I lean towards more just taking one at this point especially with Chuba, purdy heinrich Harburg, uh, both at least at this time coming back
3: oh i'm gonna say i'd love two. i mean well, i would love i mean can you get two could you get that's a good question i mean it's shaping mccord with levitt yeah you'd have to um Talk. I mean, there would have to be r- strong communication with everybody. It, it would just be best to have two and have four guys in the room. Yeah, but what if
2: Chubba Purdy leaves? Then? I mean, you have to yeah. presume that you're going to lose probably Chuba, who graduates. Really?
3: Do, into- I, re- do we have to presume that? Well, what well, if he gets last year? What,
2: what if he gets beat out
0: by the new guy? They brought in one guy, and almost the whole quarterback room left. Yeah. That's why Heinrich Harburg
3: was your number two. I live in a different world because I'm older than you guys. I always think I always have in my mind, no, why, why won't Chubb just stay and continue to compete? Just Cause, compete. Because he can get into a
0: bidding war with a bunch of other teams, and he's got a really popular last name and is probably going to command
2: a decent amount of interest on the I, portal. I mean, he's getting good money right now already, at least from our you know, knowledge
3: of NIL. He'd go somewhere he's probably gifted a starting job. Hold on, that would be his third school. Okay, that would be his third school. Now, now has he formed relationships here? I mean, he's got friends on the team. He's—is it an automatic that he'd leave? I, I if totally you're bringing understand in two quarterbacks, right? I
0: mean, that's four quarterbacks with starting experience in theory, mm-hmm. all in one room. Like yeah, there
3: I, will be attrition. I live in a fantasy. And
2: you're bringing in two new guys, like, and maybe over a million dollars of money. Yeah,
3: that's a lot of money. They got the money. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, and, the and that money. whole debate. I mean, going back to Coach Rule's comments of what it's going to cost to get a quarterback when he threw out that. I mean, it made national headlines. Did he say a million to a million, a million, and million and to a half? two million? Yeah. And Cam Ward, and this was reported by ESPN or on three, that he had like eight teams on him with all offers over a million dollars. Yes,
3: that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, good. Yeah, that's a good deal. And Dylan Gabriel will be similar. I mean, but 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 Sam Levitt isn't going to command that kind of number, nor is. Blake Shapen. Now McCourt Shapen. My God, Shapen. You'll he, get it right eventually. Come on, <laughs> Jordine. <laughs> anyway, they're they're not going to command that. That's not what they're. That's not what these guys are worth. Throw the money out of it. I I'm with you, Robin. It's sort of pie in the sky to think everybody's going to stick around. Well, I think that w- with
0: Chubba, you kind of already have a, a guy you can work with. I think you just need to supplement that room with okay. someone that can one push for the starting job, and two, serve as a viable backup. Mm-hmm. That If things don't work out the way you well, think with Chuba, you have someone that you can give the offense to. Because right now, I, don't, I think there's a lot more questions. Can you build this offense around Harburg? I don't know. I mean, compared to Chuba, I think the ceiling is significantly higher. You what
3: think a, Chubba's? I
2: think Chuba's ceiling is significantly yeah, higher than Heinrich too. Harburgs. And what does Daniel Kalen think of
3: all this? Good point. I
2: mean, that's another guy that will be here in January. Uh, that's the recruit. Um, and they're targeting Alex Mansky from Algona, Iowa, okay. um, as their guy for 2025. Okay. Um, so they've got a plan. but That's a good plan. I mean, a lot of teams in general have just put less and less on high school recruiting, mm-hmm. and they just try to supplement and backfill with Portal. And um, I know Matt Rule doesn't want to do that with his roster um, mm-hmm. anymore, but the quarterback position is the most important position, and, and they are going to have to do that. And,
3: well, if it's shaping, he'll come in right away and start. All right, he's already done it. He's started. So whoever the veteran is. He has started 26 games at Baylor. Chapin, McCord,
2: Will Howard. Right. You'd bring that guy in to start. To start. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have a Levitt come in.
3: Yeah. Now, if it's just Levitt, I guarantee you Levitt's coming to start. I mean, I don't know if he will, but he's that type of guy. He doesn't he win the job. He's not the type of guy to take a backseat. Mm-hmm. He's a very confident, cocksure, I'm the man. That's what, that's what you're dealing with. Now, that's what I like about him. I like I like the Levitt picture because he could be your guy for a while. I mean he he's because he's already this would be a transfer. He wouldn't be close to graduation. You're gonna have him at least a couple years, and he's viable. Mm-hmm. He, all I, I invite you to watch his film. He's good. He's a good player. He can run it. He's a better runner than Kaiten Hauser was at Michigan State, and he's every bit as good a thrower. I mean he threw he's the one who threw that 25 yard touchdown rope uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, he'd be coming to start, not coming to back up. That's there's no, that, that's not in his DNA to say, yeah, I'll just wait behind Chubba Purdy. No, he'd be coming to start. Probably pretty motivated, too, to think he's a
2: kid from Oregon.
4: Yeah. So
2: you've got Oregon in the, pack, in the Big Ten now, and yeah. you've got Oregon State's coach that didn't recruit him now at Michigan oh, State.
3: He's got a chip on his shoulder.
2: So he's got a little bit of chip on his shoulder on some of these oh, he teams. he does have a chip on his shoulder. And I don't know about Washington if they recruited him very hard out of high school. with you know That's a team in his region. Right, I don't know. I think it just
0: all comes down to what the staff feels about Chuba Purdy. If they yeah. if they think that he can be a guy, I think you take one quarterback. If they take two quarterbacks, I think that's a direct reflection on their confidence in him being that QB one
3: type player. I think they think he can. I mean, what? I don't know about Chubb it's, it's it's just hard to say. I know. I mean, I mean, he showed flashes,
0: but he also ended the three games he started with an interception.
2: Right.
0: Now he had yeah, sports exactly. hernia
2: surgery, and um. You know that that's oh, about a six. Chubba turkey yeah, he had it. Presu- presumably, yeah, he's had his surgery or is going to have it. That will keep him out. Um, I'm just sports hernia typically is a six to twelve week recovery. Um So that would theoretically get him back for spring ball. Well, he needs to be back for but spring. Yeah, mm-hmm. for a guy like that, he needs to be a
3: hundred percent for spring. Oh yeah, yeah. He no needs, doubt he needs to develop. No doubt he needs it because needs there
0: spring. will be competition brought in to directly compete for that starting job.
3: Yeah, it's gonna kind of get really interesting uh, now. They. This is going to be really interesting. How Nebraska's coaches, how they handle this, and to see if they could, who they lock down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really think they got a great shot at Leavitt. Um, it seems like he's that to me. He he's the first one they went and saw, which I think tells you something. Um, then, I, then from there, I don't know. I can't tell. Do you have concerns all about their quarterback identification
0: after the Sims? Sure. Yeah, of course. I, I do. mean, I, th- I think that you got to. that has got to be a concern yeah. at this point. Yeah. Like they the missed they missed badly and it and it directly
3: <laughs> ruined their season now shapen doesn't have the turnover history mm-hmm. though he did throw 10 interceptions last year uh, um, this year though he cut them down 13 touchdowns 3 3 picks and he's i think he's 30, he's his ratio over the course of time at baylor's 36 13 so it's not like it's not like sims was at georgia tech um, I, I, I I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't worry about that turnover piece very much with either of the guys I've seen, Shapen and Levitt. What we
2: don't know about last year was it was it only Jeff Sims? Was mm. that, did they say okay this is it we're done, or did they, did they like actually it. It been go quick. around and and vetted, did They they really didn't have the time to do oh. a lot of vetting. They did. Are you, I, I'd have to think because they that. were so worried about hiring a staff moving to Lincoln. Locking up high school recruits, hosting forty-seven visitors. Yeah, um, I mean, there was a lot that went on. <laughs>
3: right. I got you. I, where I think now, I'd love to ask Rule that question. How many guys did you look at? I mean, but I'm they're sure their CIs approach is
2: significantly different than it was a year like, ago.
3: They they weren't going
2: around like this last year that we know of. Where they, they're flying, city to city, or they're going A to B to C to D to meet with quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and we're only on Tuesday. Good point.
3: Yeah, I don't think
2: so. There's definitely a little bit more thoroughness to this interviewing process did the, how much did they get a vet and interview Jeff Sims they went off Jeff Collins's recommendation who was a Matt rule Satterfield colleague and um, and you know they they believed in him I don't want to say
3: they didn't vet him because I don't I don't well, they, know Well, they had they had a guy they worked with
2: give him like their own vetting hmm.
3: I, I just wonder what rule would say to that that's what I I'd, I'd like to hear from him before hmm. I make any assumption
2: but did they did they get a chance to go meet several quarterbacks in person last year I mean I think that's what's Different. I, I can't yeah. imagine they did. How quickly. They,
0: he was their first transfer portal ad. So like that really uh, closed the window a bit for their time to even do things
2: like that. It happened so quickly last year. People almost couldn't believe it, how quick he. And then mm-hmm. a lot of people, including you, Steve Sippel, really thought that it was going to be this
3: great battle between Casey Thompson and Jeff Sims. I did. I, I thought that's the way it would set up. But that was, again, kind of pie in the sky. I sort of live in this world where I think two guys should compete you know, and now it would have had to occur in August. And again, it's a little bit, okay. If there's a competition in August, it's got a, somebody, it's only about a two week period where you can have a true competition before you got to get ready for the mm-hmm. open. So it wasn't two you know, scrimmages. Yeah. Probably two scrimmages. How many practices? 10. Uh, so I don't know if he can, if the competition's really real. So, Spring
2: is when these competitions right, have to really happen. Right. But, all right. When uh, we come back, We're going to talk some Husker basketball. It was a tough weekend in Lincoln uh, against Creighton, but the Huskers hit Big Ten. um, Their Big Ten schedule early here. Uh, They got a huge home game as well Sunday against Michigan State. We'll get Robin's thoughts on that next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.
1: You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska
2: athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sippel, Robin Walsh. We're going to talk some Nebraska basketball. But before we get to that, this segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Um, No better holiday gift than getting that special person or friend or colleague or coworker. Uh, A box of steaks. Um, You can ship them anywhere around the country. They come right to your house in a cooler. And they've got unbelievable specials right now at OmahaSteaks.com for the holidays. Not only can you receive 50% off site-wide on many of their selections, we're giving you an additional $30 off that price um, with promo code HUSKER. Um, OmahaSteaks.com. Um, ha- has all the selections on there uh, at checkout. Uh, make sure you use the special promo code Husker uh, to take advantage of this great special um, at Omaha Steaks right now. Um, as you can see, you get a lot of different things and it's more than steaks. They've got a lot of great side items, chicken, hot dogs, sausages, pork, um, you name it. And it comes right to your house in a cooler, in a, in a cooler with dry ice, frozen solid, um, <laughs> an awesome gift. Sip, you better get your, you better get some steaks sent out to your family.
3: Steaks come to your house in a cooler with dry ice. The country hasn't completely fallen apart yet. <laughs> <laughs> they still amazing. Hope. There's <laughs> still hope. some degree of hope. So, once again, that's promo code
2: <laughs> Husker upon checkout at, at omahastakes.com to receive $30 off your order. Okay, let's get into um, Husker basketball talk uh, because, Robin, it was a tough, tough Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday against Creighton. Um, they had the lead nine minutes into that game, and and then the wheels just fell off. How do you think this team responds with Minnesota and Michigan State to open up Big Ten play?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the whole theme of this week, and we're taping this on Tuesday. So Wednesday night is going to go a long way in answering that question um, as far as how the rest of the week these two first Big Ten games play out because – when it comes to Big Ten road games, this is about as favorable as it gets. Minnesota's gone through their share of ups and downs. They're 5-3. and three. Um, You know, They took a beating by Ohio State, uh, and so they're reeling a little bit as well. And they're kind of in a situation where they need to respond the right way. So this is a pretty critical game early on in the year for both of uh, Nebraska and Minnesota. But I think especially for Nebraska just considering the way Sunday went. Like the fact that they lost the game was not a surprise. They were four and a half point underdogs, Creighton's a, you know, potential top 10, top 5 team mm-hmm. uh, when when things go their way. And it was just one of those things where everything Nebraska couldn't afford to do, they did. Everything they couldn't afford to let Creighton do, they did. So, how quickly can you wash that game it's hard for the fans i know because they got to hear about it for the next year Mm -hmm. but for these players they got to have a short memory and they got to realize that it's one game it's one game of 31 and there's everything that you still wanted to accomplish out of this season every realistic goal you had out in front of you is still there and it starts especially now uh with the most important game yet your first big 10 opener your first true road game And this is a team that has a bunch of veteran leaders. Fred has talked about how he loves the leadership and the makeup and the composure of this group. Well, now it's time to prove it. They need those veteran guys to step up and get this thing under control because if you let this hangover from the Creighton loss carry over and put you at 0-1 in a winnable Big Ten road game, and those don't come very often, that puts you in a significant hole with a good Michigan State team coming to town on Sunday.
3: I like what Fred said on the radio last night that – he got a text from somebody that reminded him, "Hey, you're seven and one. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a game you weren't expected to win, right? You're seven and one. I mean, it's not. It and you have. know what? Teams, I've watched the NBA close more closely than you guys probably. Teams get blown out all the time, and then come back, and it's it's not a big deal. Now that it's an 81, 82. Yeah. Game Look at schedule. Creighton, but, but yeah, Creighton got hammered. A week by earlier, they got Colorado, smoked. Just smoked by Colorado State. Scored 48. Yes. The way Creighton
2: shot. Against Nebraska, they would have won against about anybody in the country. And that's 100.
0: And one thing you got to realize if you're Nebraska, there's very few teams, if any, that present the type of matchup problems that Creighton does with mm-hmm. the way that they have four elite three point shooters that's surrounded amazing. by the big two time Big, Ten, big East player the Defensive year. Player of the Year and We're Ryan Kalkbrenner. Like that, that is just. As difficult as it gets to mm-hmm. defend. And when you let guys get hot and get comfortable, that was the problem. They didn't like, they didn't challenge shots the way that they needed to. That's once the shot, issue. Once Shireman got comfortable, it was Ooh. over. It okay. was over. Because then they had to focus all their attention on him. And then there's Ashworth. And there's Alexander. And then, oh, there's Kalkbrenner inside. It's like there's it's there was, Farabello. Pick there's, your poison. Yeah, exactly. Pick your poison. So, again. You have to compartmentalize that game. It was yeah. an ugly game, disappointing. Everybody's mad. The taste is going to be bitter for the next 364 days. But guess what? Your biggest opportunity on your schedule is now coming up.
2: And they could go. I mean, two and zero oh is not out of the question. I mean, they can win both these games. They can lose oh, both yeah. these games.
0: Oh, well, you got to win Wednesday. Yeah. I the way I, I see this
3: Wednesday. team, Rob, Sean, is Big Ten. They play 20 games. I think they're an eight and twelve to twelve and eight team, and how they play in close games will mm-hmm. determine the difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you
0: just look at the the Ken Palm predictions, and it's it's right there with them to where like right now they have them going nine and eleven. Yeah, but yeah, there you go. Uh, there's probably about I'd say maybe three quarters of those are one score games. Right, it's just, one possession games.
3: That's how it's going to come down. Can they win close games? Mm-hmm. And I don't even mean two point, one point games. I just mean games that are going to be close. They might end up being eight, mm-hmm. but it's going to be close throughout. And how do they, hit they their do free
2: throws, which helps. Yeah. Oh yeah,
3: that, that, that Rob, you've covered teams at Nebraska. They're terrible free throw shooting teams, and down the stretch, it would kill them. Kill them. Not they, now. They
0: lost games solely at the free throw line. They did, and I don't think that'll happen this year. Well, it shouldn't. And I guess the one thing though is they got they got to rebound better. They've been. They've given up double-digit offensive rebounds in their last three games. Hmm. They were minus. They were double-digit under uh, minus ten, whatever, eleven minus eleven against Creighton on the boards. This is the first time they've been out rebounding all season. So now you're entering Big Ten play, and Hmm. if you're not rebounding, you will get dominated. Especially against Minnesota, that's what they do. They're a big, physical team that are going to try to dominate the paint and beat you up in inside. Mm -hmm. Nebraska has to be able to play more physical and play a lot smarter than they have been. Both on the boards and defensively in the paint. Well, then this
2: Kansas State game that looms on the seventeenth. We'll talk about it more next week, but that's another big one. I mean, you go down mm-hmm. to to Bramlage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this it's a tough th- game. That's a defining game on, on the schedule because uh, you know they 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 won the Oregon State game, and we sit what, there's three real tough non four if you count Duquesne four mm-hmm. tough non-con games, and if they could go three and one oh, out God. of the four, big. That'd be yeah. huge, That'd huge. Be big. And you know, talk about close games right now.
0: Ken Palm has that game 78-74. That's a coin flip for K-State, for K-State, for for K-State, coin flip. Yeah. That's basically three points for the home team.
3: Interesting. Yeah, K-State's not like they were last year.
2: (laughs) Is North Dakota any good in the summit this year? No. no. They are 261st in Ken Palm right now. Because sometimes you get one of those Summit League Dakota teams, they could be
0: good. That is Nebraska's highest projected percentage of winning, but 93%. (laughs) Even higher than South Carolina (laughs) State. Even higher than South Carolina State. I take that back, sorry. 98 for South Carolina State, 93 for North Dakota. In
2: South Dakota. Carolina State, that's the game after Christmas where everyone comes back jet-lagged and well-fed, and you just hope that you show up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, would, I would think they'd do okay. I mean, they've lost that game before over the years. They right? have.
0: They have. The break game? Oh,
2: God,
3: yeah, don't remind
0: him. But here's the thing, though. Nebraska took care of business <laughs> in all those previous types of games. You know, They, they have one they bad didn't. game against a team that is currently fifth in Ken Palm nationally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you cannot let that game. Right. Everything
2: went wrong for you. Okay, so what? Yeah. Go take care of business in the Big right. Ten. Right. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll bring in Abby Barmore. We'll take your questions in the mail, mailbag next. You're listening
1: here to the Oscar Line Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here
2: on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Civil, Robin at Abby Barmore. Before we get into the mailbag, this segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by Home Field Apparel. Whether you're attending Nebraska games in person, watching from home, you have to look the part as a Husker fan. We've partnered with Home Field uh, to get you looking like a true fan on game days, They're a premium apparel brand based in Indianapolis. They emphasize their commitment to creating incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. Their designs are super unique. They delve into the archives and history of each school using unique logos, mascots, Hmm. iconic moments Hmm. to create thoughtfully designed apparel. Um, You know, everyone wants a different shirt than what you can buy at the the regular sporting goods stores, and that's why you want to go to Homefield. They've got stuff that you're just not going to find uh, when you're going to your favorite sporting goods stores here um, around the area. So I urge you to check them out, and we've got a great deal for our Husker Online listeners. Go to HomefieldApparel.com, use promo code Husker, Huskers23, that's Huskers23, to get 15% off. HomefieldApparel.com, promo code Huskers23 to receive 15% percent off your order hmm. thank you again to home feel the peril for sponsoring us on the husker online show all right abby barmore start us off
4: okay first one does nebraska have a legit shot at getting a top five portable quarterback
3: top five i i, so I right think now that would be
2: howard i i well i would put mccord pretty dang close so He's we're sixth. not
3: positive that they're even going after mccord well why would the plane go from Waco to Columbus? There's, there's a bunch of Ohio State guys in the... Portal. Yeah. Fleming. I mean, they're not going to get Julian Fleming, but you're probably right. Because no. it's, it's Satterfield plane, right? It's a I, Satterfield plane. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying I think
2: McCord would <laughs> would be close to
3: that. He won 11 games. Right? I mean, I'm not saying it's not, and it makes sense in the context of Will Howard. If they went after Will Howard, why not go after McCord? So you're, you're probably right. And what kind of deal was McCord
2: on at Ohio State? Oh, like, come on. I never looked at him as like the guy that they wanted to build their program
3: around? No, but he was the starting quarterback at Ohio State, which means he had to be making mm. a half million dollars at the minimum. minimum. Right? Yeah, right like easily a million yeah. That's what I, I would think of, Yeah, I just said five hundred grand. Just and he was a high rec-
2: high profile recruit. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
3: five star guy. I think Rob's right. I mean, look at the names That's that he was up
2: there with out uh, the, of uh, the recruiting rankings. That's but, a
3: million dollar quarterback.
2: They more or less told him he's not going to be the
3: guy. But Sean, we can say Nebraska would pay
2: a million dollars. They would. They and I think their collective wants to to send the message they will do that. I mean, I think for Nebraska's collective, this is also a very big mm-hmm. month to send a message. Hey, who do they want to send a message to? Just to the fan base and to the college football other players, other players out in the country, like hey, like Nebraska's nil. You know when they when there's a player that's worth it. You know you can say we give our roster ten million dollars,
3: but you have to have a ten million dollar roster
2: that's worth that kind of money to give that kind of money to.
3: you. Said something really interesting. People are going to be interested in that. The the collective would like to pay a million dollars. I mean, because people there's a lot of people that think Nebraska can't do it, won't do it. They'd like to do it. You just got to have the right quarterback. Right. You got somebody that would take it, and that right. makes sense. And I, mean, I think there's a
2: narrative out there that for some reason Nebraska is not equipped, and they are equipped. But okay, they, here's the question. If it's a million, would they go a million five? You know, How far would they go? If it can change this entire team to win three or four more games or whatever that number is, that's worth a lot of money. Yeah,
0: there's got to be a guy that's interested in Nebraska that is worth paying a million five. So we'll see if that's even on the table. The market is the key. All right,
2: next question.
4: Okay, do you think Nebraska will move Satterfield to the tight end coach and hire a quarterback coach?
2: It seems likely that there's going to be a shuffle. Um, I think the better question is, will he remain the play caller? Um, like, is he the true outright – I mean, like, will, will that play calling duties remain with Satterfield yes. if, if he's not the quarterback
3: coach? I think he, they will. He, you guys pointed it out. Sean pointed it out. Rule really sort of, I thought, tipped his hand – Last week, when he said that their original idea was not to have Satterfield as the mm-hmm. quarterbacks coach, it was to have him as OC slash tight ends coach. But they just evidently didn't find the quarterbacks coach they wanted, so it been, it c- kind of became a, okay. Well, you're going to have to coach the quarterback, Satterfield, and it didn't work that well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just didn't. I don't. I don't have anything against Marcus Satterfield. I don't think he's an issue to me. Play calling, he was fine. Fine, but man, the quarterback numbers are the quarterback numbers, and that's his direct responsibility.
0: Yeah, and so if they do move him, yes, I mean I think the immediate just assumption is that they would go outside and hire somebody. But would promoting internally also be an option? Given how much Rule has talked about how much he likes the young up and coming coaches on his staff in you know analyst roles or GAs is there a or whatever quarterbacks it may be? coach there is that what you're I saying? I don't know. Yeah, I mean I, I guess I'm not familiar enough with the lower tier, quote unquote. Of the staff, if there's any viable candidates That's
2: internally. something to look at. By the way, Kyle McCord, you know where he's from, Steve Sipple? Where's he from? Philadelphia. Tough. Tough kid. He could handle this. The staff has a lot of ties in Philly.
3: Yeah, they have a lot of ties. I like it from the standpoint of, now we, we, we may be talking about McCord way too much, but okay, he played at Ohio State, Fishbowl, hard place to play. I mean, one loss in the the town. The, the, it's, a, it's horrifying. They moved him out of town. He lost one game, he got moved out of there. Right. And, okay, so he played in that. He could handle this. And he's from Philadelphia. He can handle Lincoln, Nebraska. I mean.
4: Okay, after the quarterback room, what position needs the most attention this offseason?
2: Linebacker might need a body. Mm,
4: Um, More than one.
2: Well, I think linebacker and receiver, if you can find like a true number one, which is easier to find in the portal than a lot of positions. But I I do believe linebacker, when you lose Henrich and Reimer. And Bullock. And and Bullock, And Bullock. More than likely Bullock. That's three guys. So your your top backers right now are Javin Wright and Makai Bayer. That's and those are your by far and away your top two returning backers.
3: Could you move? Could you move Sherman into that backer role from Jack? Could you move? Borders? He worked
0: at middle in the spring for sure. Right. See, you might have
3: some. And flexi- Bayer played some Jack last yeah, year. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can, you have some flac- flexibility if you look at the depth chart. You can look at those Jack guys and envision them playing the same position as Reimer and Bullock and Henrik.
2: Because Princewell could just become the true Jack. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe move a Sherman.
3: Yeah, you can move those guys around,
2: but.
0: That being said, are you comfortable enough with that group that if you can go get somebody that can vault all of them, oh, I think that's a no-brainer. Oh,
3: I think you do. Yeah. Or someone that's just viable that you could see maybe doing it, I'd go get. Like, it.
2: who's the number one receiver on this team right now for next year? I don't think you can answer that. Yeah. I'd
3: I mean, like to think it's Malachi. Yeah. But he's not proven. Yeah, Lloyd Jalen is more proven right now. I mean, Lloyd, man, three huge catches. Yeah. He might, be, he might be the guy.
2: I don't know. Do so you have a guy one? that can run an eight-yard stick route on mm-hmm. third and eight mm-hmm. in tight coverage, fend off a body and catch a football, yeah. and do that seven times in a game? I don't think they have that guy
0: right now. And God. you're the guy as much as anybody, Sip, that wants that big-bodied number one, that oh, alpha yeah. receiver. Oh, God.
2: Yeah. You ain't getting open in this league. Mm-hmm. you got to make yourself get open with physicality and mm-hmm. route running.
0: Coleman's buddy. the closest thing they have to it. But is he ready to be a bona fide number
3: one in the Big Ten? An alpha. I don't know if he's quite ready, and he had shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. By the way, who's that Philadelphia receiver, the big body? AJ Brown. AJ Brown. That's like, or you know, I'm thinking Purify um, yeah. from Nebraska lore. Somebody, what what would Purify look like on this team? Whew. You could say that about a or lot of non-walks. Kenny Bell. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. those guys aren't even the. You don't even look at even them. A as Stanley the Stanley Morgan. Yeah, Stanley Morgan. Yeah, the, the, you need somebody. I like mean,
2: that. there's been who was that real tall guy from El Paso on the team? Like, was it not Alex Henry? Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Will Henry. Will Henry. Will Henry. I mean, Will Henry would have been like a standout on this team last year. That, that's how Finnick got I think, down. I mean, they, yeah. they didn't have
3: anybody. Oh, yeah, Will Henry would have been playing for sure.
2: Brandon Riley would have been like an All-American compared to what they had. I mean, Jordan yeah. Westercamp, You think about some of the guys. Yeah, he Lonzo would have looked Moore. like Cooper
3: Cup. Brandon Riley on this team. I mean, he would have. <laughs> All
2: right. Um Looks like we have time Abby for uh, one final question.
4: Okay, what would you do if you won the lottery?
2: I'd keep now, working.
0: For context, the estimated jackup, <laughs> jackpot currently is 435 million dollars with a cash value of 204.8 million. Mm-hmm. So, let that
2: factor in your decisions okay. here. I would keep working. <laughs> but I would probably I wouldn't buy a jet, but I would just <laughs> I would get hours, you know, jet, like so you can really? get places so like yeah. Jet. you guys would have the best set of it. We, We'd fly private to every game. Oh Good
3: God, go buy a are ticket. you playing? Are you playing? Are you playing? <laughs> I was gonna say, go get it, Sean, you, you can go play. Yeah, go get a ticket on the way home. Take Kit and Carly and just go. Go to the U stop. Then, then we would. Then we would just hire like. I'd
2: hire like Jason Whitlock to. I'd hire like national people to join our staff. And like you
3: him. don't need Whitlock. You got me. But I no, was gonna yeah. say. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just What's that? Takes are way hotter <laughs> like over God, hot.
2: we would. I would just build. I would just grossly overbuild, like, a studio <laughs> building.
3: Have office space in the stadium. I really like this idea of Sean winning the lottery. <laughs> it's much more exciting than if I won it. Go ahead, Rob. What else are you going to spend it on? I know yeah. what I do.
0: I mean, yeah, the boring stuff. I'd buy a house, cars, cut, pay for college for the kids. Get a place in Florida or Arizona or something. Yeah, I like the idea of, can you just, like, lease or rent? Jet time? Like, yeah, hours. Yeah, hours. Yeah,
2: just do that. You don't just, need to own a jet. Just, no. Just get like, I want 50 jet hours.
3: Yeah, I don't want to deal with maintenance this is or where, staffing or any of that. This is where we're different guys. I don't need that. I don't want to go anywhere. I, <laughs> I know what I do. I'd buy a fleet of Harleys. I'd have 12 to 14 to 16. when Just right, just at my leisure, treat them like they're Hot Wheels. I mean, you <laughs> know, like when I was a kid. Now I just have real Harleys sitting in the garage. That'd I'd be hire a
2: chef like a world class chef
3: just to like <laughs> cook
2: like excellent cook steak, healthy meals,
3: <laughs> and just you know take that off your plate yeah like LeBron, you'd be like LeBron. LeSean. Yeah. LeSean. LeSean. that would be that's not bad Th- those are good ideas. I don't get the jet I don't where do you want to go well, I'm taking you guys to the games oh that would yeah. be good yeah be good. I would go to every basketball game oh
0: on
1: a jet. <laughs> Fred
3: would be totally freaked out
2: (laughs) by you falling around the (laughs) team. We could buy a, a place in every Big Ten town. So we just have like a place, Then we'll just do our post game show at all the Husker Align headquarters around the Big this Ten. So I like this. How this is going this, here. I, I
3: do like this. This ended up being way better than I thought. Abby. Let's go
2: to our Husker Alliance location in West Lafayette. <laughs> That's a big home. <laughs> it's just a house. A house. <laughs> we have a house in every Big Ten town. Just grossly Why blow the money. Uncovering motorcycles in this house. Covering yeah. Nebraska
0: football. Like not nearly enough of it would go to our families. It'd all be just <laughs> covering Nebraska <laughs> athletics.
2: Abby, what, what are you buying?
4: Yeah, Abby, what are Um, you doing? I probably buy my parents' house, buy myself a house. You're not moving
2: your parents. I I love
4: the idea. (laughs) Yeah. I I love the idea of like getting a chef because I'm not big into cooking. Okay. Um, that would be awesome. But you're right, like the traveling thing. Like I haven't traveled a lot, but that would be fun to. And you could go anywhere, not just to Madison, Wisconsin. Like you could travel the world. Yeah, we
0: could we could branch out beyond the Big
2: Ten footprint. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Good, good question. That was a good question. Thank
4: you. Thank
2: All you. right. Well, when we come back, it will be more Abby Barmore. We'll get you ready for the big regional weekend in Lincoln. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.
1: This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back
2: here on the Husker Online Show. Final segment of the show, Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple. Uh,
3: this segment of the Husker Online Show, Steve Sipple, brought to you by... You know the deal. Larson Motors. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go for a new experience at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors is one of the Midwest's only dealerships with all the major brands in one location. Finding your new Chevrolet, GMC, Hummer, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram never has been easier. Start your new experience today at LarsonMotorGroup.com or at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. That's LarsonMotorGroup.com. Larson Motors, real people, real deals. All right, let's close the show with some volleyball
2: because it's another big weekend. Uh, the Sweet 16 and potentially the Elite 8 will involve Nebraska in the Bob Devaney Sports Center. Uh, we've got Abby Barmore, and you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting draw, Abby, because Um, Thursday, they're going to play a one o'clock match. So I I can't imagine it's going to be a very productive work day around the city of Lincoln for a lot of folks.
4: Yeah, I think they probably should just close down the city. But um, that is a tough draw. That time is hard. Last year when Nebraska played in Louisville, it was like a 11 a.m. there in Louisville but it was 10 a.m. here on a Thursday so I guess it's a little bit better but not great and then after Nebraska plays Georgia Tech at one o'clock then Kentucky and Arkansas play at 3:30, and that is also going to be a really good match and one they're like SEC foes and they've played already a couple times this season so that'll be interesting to watch for sure
2: it's great for sports writers on deadline
3: yeah it's yeah. really strange though and it's it, but it's happened before they played a similar there was a similar occurrence a few a few years ago Penn state Nebraska played in like a like a early match it was odd um that, ESPN. Was, on a, that was on a friday yeah. yeah so yeah it's uh how's john feel about it john cook
4: um he hasn't we haven't talked to him yet but I'm assuming that he does not like that time. I mean, he's someone that doesn't really even like Sunday afternoon times or even playing on Sundays at all. So 1 o'clock is pretty difficult. And hopefully, I'm guessing, that the fans in Devaney are going to bring it. Because in that first-round match, it was every once in a while, Devaney's just a little stale and a little off. But the stakes are... Getting higher now.
2: I'll say this though: it will be a great opportunity again for Nebraska fans to flex. Because how many women's sports in the world would fill an arena up for a one o'clock Thursday game? I, oh, I'm going to say none. I wonder:
3: like, is could UConn basketball? I don't. I don't think so anymore. I don't. I don't know. One o'clock on a work day, right. not a holiday period. Yeah, could Wisconsin do that, Abby? Wisconsin mm-hmm. volleyball.
4: I. Th- I. Th- Think I think they could, especially for like such a, a big moment like this. Mm-hmm. But we also have to like look at the numbers. Like Nebraska will probably have at least eighty six hundred people there, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know if Wisconsin will get that many. But a lot of the fans of
2: Nebraska games are people are retired, though. I mean, there's a lot of people that like this is great. You know. Want yeah. to, <laughs> yeah. but it should be a great atmosphere regardless of when they play the match. Um, what's your read on this? draw though I mean do you like the draw yeah. on this weekend Abby
4: yeah Nebraska got put into their quarter is one of the best quarters I would say um in the in Nebraska's favor and Georgia Tech they um have a couple of like really big hitters and but they're not I want to say they're not as balanced and they haven't had as many huge wins as Nebraska I mean I think Nebraska's the best team in the country at least in best one or two teams in the country so this Georgia Tech one will be good. And then also, I mean, Arkansas and Kentucky. Kentucky's beaten Arkansas twice this year. The first one was in five sets, and then they swept them the next time. So I expect that to be Kentucky win, and they're really rolling. A Are great they? offensive team, yeah.
2: And they've played in Lincoln already, which is kind of mm-hmm. rare for regional opponents have already played here once this
4: year. Yes, yeah. Nebraska beat them in four. It was like the last game of the non-conference, I think, and – Kentucky has gotten a lot better since then. They had some new pieces. They were trying to get going. But um, Brooklyn delaire I want to say that's how you say her name, um, she's a freshman. She didn't play that great against Nebraska, but she's the SEC freshman of the year, first team pick, her regional freshman of the year. So she's really stepped up, and they have a lot of great pieces on and that team. And Craig
2: Skinner's the coach still. Yeah former yep, right uh, john there. cook disciple the head coach of kentucky sure. so yeah, he's gonna have familiarity with john and, and how they yeah. and he's built his program Like, <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> and they've played each other pretty often over the last few years they have like a home and away with kentucky stanford louisville and nebraska so they all kind of trade off a little bit but nebraska's beaten the last few times for sure
2: well it should be a great weekend um For the volleyball and what what time would they play Saturday, Abby? If they make the regional finals,
4: they haven't announced that time. Mm. Hopefully, it's going to be later. Um, but who knows? Hopefully, it's not a one o'clock game again. But it does work out for me because I like to. Then I get to have my evening.
3: Is this the TV people kind of taking advantage of Nebraska saying this is? I mean, Nebraska can do this. We can. It can, Nebraska can have a full arena at one o'clock. Nobody else I can. I don't even
2: know if that's the case, Sip. I mean, I think when you have West Coast teams involved, you have to give them the later times no matter what those are. So hosts. that's it all it is. Stanford is hosting. What's mm-hmm. the other host site?
4: Uh, Stanford, Pitt, Wisconsin.
2: So you have one that's in the Eastern time zone, two in the Central, yeah. and one in the Pacific. Okay.
4: But it's interesting that, like, Wisconsin got the six o'clock slate.
2: Yeah, why didn't Wisconsin also, yeah. get a better window than Nebraska as far as like for fan purposes and regard it doesn't really matter. Nebraska will fill that place up at six in the morning.
3: Do, does Nebraska <laughs> have any issues right now, Abby, that they need to sort of straighten out? How's the I mean like when Krause. I think of when I think of NCAA volleyball and when it gets down to the nitty gritty? You got to serve, right? I mean, it's gigantic. This hasn't been a great serving team all year, right?
4: Correct. Right.
3: So they, how are they of late? That way, I'd
4: say, like this back half of the season, they've gotten better at serving. There's less errors. There's still too many errors, but. Their goal is to always be even. So, you know, four aces, four Mm airs. They they wanna serve really tough. Mm -hmm. And also another thing of serving that some people don't really look at is how often the other team is out of system. So if the ball doesn't go perfectly to their setter right at the net, how does that affect them? Right. And Nebraska's very good at getting other teams out of system. And also they do a good job of attacking out of system as well. So Nebraska serving yes. Nebraska does, and so serving is going to be huge. I mean, they always talk about serving and passing is the number two, the two most important skills in yeah. volleyball. yeah And Nebraska's pretty good at passing; one of the best passing teams in the country, led by Lexi Rodriguez. Um, so I think those things are going to be huge, but also. Getting their hitters going, all of them, especially those middle blockers, because the last couple of games they've kind of fallen off. Um, and they have two really elite players in the middle there.
3: Yeah, they're better in the middle than they've been in some time, right? Nebraska. Yeah. They're I, a force in the middle, Sean. Becca Alec. And, and uh, Eddie, mm, Andy Jackson. Andy Jackson,
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the, the duo of those two works really well together, because... Becca brings a huge block, and her offense has improved a lot this season. And then Andy Jackson has one of the most lethal slides in college volleyball.
3: Yeah, well,
4: well,
2: it's Nothing gonna like be a lethal
3: slide. A <laughs> great
2: weekend uh, of volleyball in Lincoln, and nobody covers it better than Abby Barmore. So make sure you follow her work all weekend at Husker Online as she'll have match coverage, uh, coverage leading up to the matches, and hopefully we're talking Final Four in Tampa next week here on this show. Um, and a reminder, if you're not a subscriber or a member of Husker Online, we've got a great special for our YouTube listeners. Get two months of access for one dollar by simply using promo code NU1. That's promo code NU1 to receive two months for one dollar. Uh, for Abby Barmore, Steve Sipple, Robin Washet. I'm Sean Callahan signing off here for another edition
1: of Husker Online.